0: hey cliff and stephanie this is jeff in buffalo new york all i want to do is just wish you guys an amazing happy 50th show congratulations on keeping the lost podcast going for this long you guys are doing a great job and keep it up and we'll see you through 100 bye
1: we can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the
2: signal is you?
3: What kind of transmission is it? It could
4: be a
1: cell phone, maybe a radio Can sound. we listen
3: to it?
2: Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff.
5: Hey, everybody. This is Cliff Ravenscraft.
6: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft.
5: And we're coming to you with episode number 50 of the weekly lost podcast and this is our special weekend show also known as your lost weekend and it's your weekend because you make this show happen and to start things off we have our reference desk and we'll go ahead and start that let's say uh, right now
6: works for me
7: hi this is stephanie aka lost Cleo, with your clips from the reference desk for season three episode three further instructions In this episode, we see John Locke use a sweat lodge to talk to the island. A sweat lodge is an American Indian and First Nation purification and healing ritual, which includes a spiritual element allowing participants to heal and purify themselves while getting in touch with the spirit world. As Locke and Charlie are tracking the polar bear across the island, Charlie tells Locke that when he was getting high, he used to watch the Beeb. The Beeb is a nickname for the British Broadcasting Corporation, also known as the BBC. In that same conversation, Charlie tells Locke that he used to watch documentaries on polar bears, and polar bears are like the Einsteins of the bear world. Well, as part of a study funded by the University's Federation for Animal Welfare, scientist Allison Ames researched the behavior of captive polar bears in British zoos. She's seen her subjects stack heaps of pipes that they later knock over in elaborate games. She's also watched them smash open ice blocks in order to extract embedded fish. Her conclusion is that the polar bears are just as smart as apes. Later in the episode, Hurley encounters a naked Desmond in the jungle. Among other things, Desmond tells Hurley that Locke has given a speech saying he's going to rescue Jack, Sawyer, and Kate from the others. Hurley looks at Desmond rather oddly because he hasn't heard Locke say this. At the very end of the episode, as Desmond faces the ocean and throws rocks into it, Hurley listens to Locke give the speech about saving Jack, Sawyer, and Kate from the others. He looks at Desmond oddly and stands deep in thought. Charlie comes up to him and says, are you all right? And Hurley says, yes, I've just experienced a little deja vu. The term deja vu is French for already seen and describes the experience of feeling that one has witnessed or experienced a new situation previously. Hurley is using this term incorrectly because he is not experiencing deja vu. And we don't know yet how. Desmond knows that Locke is going to give that speech before he actually gives it. More information about clips from the reference desk can be found on the generally speaking Lost Forums located at ravenscraft.org slash Lost Forums. Look for Season 3, Episode 3 Further Instructions. This has been Stephanie, a.k.a. Lost Cleo, with your clips from the reference desk.
5: Thank you very much there, Stephanie, for that. You're welcome. Yeah, and thank you, Stephanie, for listening so patiently. Hey, I have a question for you, though. What's that? You had pointed out something, or questioned something she said in the reference desk. I
6: I kind of disagree with Hurley using the déjà vu um, incorrectly.
5: What's your thought behind that?
6: My thought is, we have children awake. Um, My thought behind that is that, um, number one, I think the writers of the show are too clever to make that mistake, and um, number two, we don't know that Hurley hasn't experienced that before.
5: In fact, he, I, just, I, to support your. Just
6: because he. Go ahead.
5: No, no, go ahead. I, I just. Let I, you I can't in.
6: put those thoughts all together yet. Okay. So go ahead. So
5: to support that, the fact that Hurley may even be using it correctly, when Desmond says to Hurley about the speech, he says it as if, well, Hurley, he and as Hurley. As, as if they witnessed it together. together, absolutely. And so, yes, I I believe the whole time travel thing is in play here, mm-hmm. and I believe that um, I believe that Desmond and Hurley were together and heard the speech once before, and now they're back right. again. And Desmond's already figured, well, this is we've already made to this point. Is, we're going to have to come back again and do this over, right, kind of thing. Desmond Maybe.
6: is only. Um, <coughs> The difference between Desmond and Hurley is that he, Desmond, is aware that he's heard it before, and Hurley is not until after he hears it. Do, you... do you follow that? In I'm sure the jungle, that they
5: did because I was turning up your. Because they were listening. They anymore. were listening, and I was turning up your volume. Okay. And and I'll go back and listen. Do you? Or, okay. Yeah. No. Go, go ahead and tell me again, because I think I should know. Okay. I, and I'm all I make said some was in the,
6: in the jungle. They can skip forward. Um, In the jungle, Desmond was already aware that he had experienced the speech before. Hurley needed to experience the speech again before he was aware that he had experienced it before.
5: I follow you exactly. Okay. And I think that the next time Desmond says that to Hurley, when it comes up again... He'll know. He'll know. Right. Hmm... I love time travel.
6: Unless that's a deja vu moment, and he doesn't remember until it's all over.
5: (laughs) Now my head is spinning. (laughs) All right. Hey, we have a very awesome little thing here to do.
6: I see that.
2: Lost in the news.
6: It's not actually lost in the news, though, is it? What are you... Or oh, am I confused? Yeah.
5: Well, you're right. I, I'm not following our notes, but it, let's go ahead and do that. It's kind of news.
6: It's kind of news because
5: I think our our podcast is just as much much a, a part of the lost experience for our listeners than
6: for some of them.
5: <laughs> for some of them, <laughs> and not so much others. Uh, and so, anyway, uh, I just we just want to wish a very happy birthday to a good friend of ours and Absolutely. of the generally speaking podcast network. And that would be Kim, otherwise known as Good Things, thing's coming, coming in our found. general speaking Lost Forum.
6: Remind me to tell you a funny story about that later.
5: Okay, because we certainly wouldn't want to go off topic. I know. Here. I know. But uh, happy birthday to Kim. Her, happy
6: birthday, Kim.
5: Her birthday's in two days, so by the t- well, she'll probably hear this before her birthday. But anyway, happy birthday. Well, she uh, can
6: listen to it again on her birthday.
5: I saw that in MySpace that birthday's coming up. So, oh yeah, and Cassandra's birthday uh, is is out there.
6: Happy birthday, Cassandra.
5: Yeah, so, and that's coming up next week or something. So. All right. Anyway, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, goodness. Somebody's ha- very happy that I'm coughing more. <laughs> I'll get into that in the update. Oh, man, I'm so bummed. Uh, let's go into Lost in the News, and we have uh, some very special reporting. Where like,
6: are you?
5: I th- I have no show notes here, babe. I'm just.
7: What, why am I looking at show notes if you don't have any?
5: There's only like. It, I'll explain to you as we're listening to the news.
7: Hi, this is Stephanie, aka Lost Clio, with Lost in the News for October 18th, 2006. Lostpedia has an article about the October fifteenth, six 6.7 earthquake which hit Hawaii near the Big Island. So far no deaths have been reported but there's a lot of structural damage including bridges and roads on several of the islands. Power was restored on Oahu where Lost is shot and production was not affected. In a Lost podcaster family note, Ryan and Jen, podcasters of the transmission and Hawaii Up who live on Oahu near Honolulu report that they are safe. From ABC News, behind the secrets of Lost. This is from the transcript of Nightline, which aired on Tuesday, October seventeenth. Carlton Cuse discusses the theme of season three. "Quote: This is a theme we're very much exploring in season three. This notion of us versus them, and who was us and who was them." I mean, I think we all tend to objectify people who we don't know much about, and I think that's the audience's view of the others right now. They are bad. They are the malevolent force on the island. But over the course of the stories we're going to be telling this season on the show, we expect the audience's view of the others to change a lot." End quote. According to an article from People Magazine Online dated September 27th, driving-related charges have been dropped against Adewale Akinue Agbaje. He was able to prove he did have a valid driving license in district court on September 26th. From Monsters and Critics, we have this story dated October 16th, which tells of Dominic Monaghan's attitude on salaries in Hollywood. Quote, I don't think it's a good idea for actors to speak out of turn about money. I think they should let their agents do that because it just muddies the whole issue, unquote. You can find links to these stories in the Generally Speaking Lost Forums, located at ravenscraft.org slash lostforums. Look for the Lost in the News topics. This has been Stephanie, a.k.a. Lost Cleo, with your Lost in the News.
5: Thank you very much again there, Stephanie. And I'm talking about Stephanie that did the Lost in the News, there, babe. I
6: know, I knew last time. Just, I know you did. Switch in on that.
5: Hey, um, I, I hate to point out things, but but just perhaps somebody might be listening for the first time, believe it okay. or not. But it, it's generally it's Ravenscraft.org forward slash Lost Forum, uh, singular, not plural. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to point that out. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's Lost okay. in the News and uh man we're we're really i can't wait to get to the the generally speaking update at the end of this podcast because i gotta get something off my chest that that uh is just bothering me so uh i guess we'll do the fan fiction near the end we've got a spoiler thing coming up and uh we're just gonna go straight into some listener feedback okay (laughs) moving right along
8: Hey Cliff, uh, good afternoon to you, or morning, or evening. Anyway, this is Alaska, Brad. Hi, Steph as well. Uh, don't want to leave you out. Uh, I've just started listening to further instructions, and uh, you made the comment that uh, you were glad that uh, John didn't shoot that young man, uh, the undercover police officer. But uh, if you go back and watch that, we don't know whether he did or not because the last comment he makes is, "I'm a hunter." And then it fades away. So we don't know whether or not he uh, actually uh, shot that young man or not. So anyways, uh, I'm going to get back to your podcast. Okay, that's my comment.
6: Bye. <laughs> I love when people pause and call. I know. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, do it three times. And, and do it three times. <laughs> 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 you should probably just finish and then call once. No, no call three no. times. We, we'd fine. rather have three one-minute calls than than one three-minute call. Anyway, so Alaska Brad, I will... Agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. Can I do that?
5: Yeah, it's called being wishy-washy.
6: It's not. I will agree that we don't know if he shot him or not.
5: Okay. But But you'll disagree. I will
6: disagree and say they clearly show him lowering his rifle.
5: After making...
6: After making the I'm a hunter comment.
5: And and not only that, but it was... The look on his face was, he's totally right, I'm a loser. And lowered the gun yeah. look. It, on his it was face. a defeated look. A and, defeated and, look. Thank you. That was defeated, sounds so much better than, than I'm, I'm a loser.
6: <laughs> very good call there, defeated babe. Defeated expression, and he clearly lowered his rifle.
5: Clearly lowered it.
6: So, in my opinion, he did, he not, did shoot. not shoot him. Yes. But I will agree with him that we don't know.
5: Agreed, disagreed, very well applied.
6: Thank you. I
5: like that. Thank you. You so rock. Hey, I think Alaska Brad's on the phone. (laughs) Hey, Cliff. Alaska Brad again. Uh,
8: Further instructions, part two. (laughs) Uh, The pot growers. Hey, they may be growing it. I don't think they've been smoking it. Uh, They seem like they're a pretty good operation there. And uh, when you start delving into your own product, uh, you kind of lose focus and stuff. Not that I'm speaking from experience or anything with that wacky stuff. Uh, But uh, I think they were just, you know, uh, financing whatever uh, Waco thing that they were going to do. But uh, I don't think they were actually, or John was actually partaking of it. Although I just thought of the wacky paste, he just, like, sticks in his mouth and, you know, goes for it. Oh, sorry. hmm, I'll have to rethink that. All right, now I'm having a talk with myself on the phone.
6: Uh, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> that's great. <laughs>
5: we love that.
6: I love when people call in and they start answering their own questions.
5: <laughs> I believe in the tent. They were smoking at Cheech and Chong. <laughs> okay? Okay. I, that's all I'm saying. Alright. I, I think these guys have have been doing a little quality test control. Yes of the product. But anyway, moving right along to... Who's next? Oh, wait, that's Alaska, Alaska Brad. Brad.
8: Well, I'm just a talkative guy today. Anyways, uh, Cliff and Steph. Hey, I uh, actually found uh, Jeremiah's podcast here uh, about three days.
5: Wait a second. Is he calling from the bathroom?
6: He's calling from the closet or <laughs> the, the hallway. hallway. <laughs>
5: I'm totally kidding, Brad.
6: <laughs> Laundry rooms are kind of small and. <laughs>
5: Let's see.
8: ...to go actually looking for the heroes. Uh, there's another one out there called 10th uh, Wonder or something like that podcast as well uh, dedicated to heroes where there's a couple guys, and I kind of like the banter just like you guys, uh, you and Steph uh, talking. But they brought up that uh, NBC is the, uh, or heroes is NBC's answer to Lost, which kind of uh, I can... Somewhat see as far as uh, you know the intrigue and and the cerebralness I guess of the uh, of the show uh, that you have to actually kind of think and and engage your brain. That's what I think uh, I really like about Lost and and Heroes is you know the it's just it's not just a you know junk food. It's actually something you can really get sink your teeth into and and uh, and study. Anyways, I'm starting to ramble. Uh,
5: take care. Bye. I was so hoping I love he, he, we could have used a three-minute call there because I would have had a time to go and Google search a toilet flushing yeah, sound that's effect. Just mean. That would have been that's mean, mean. But that's so my sense of humor. Yeah,
6: I, I don't think that that the NBC. Now I, I kind of missed what he said. I don't know if
5: it's kind of like their answer to Lost.
6: But are, if, is that what other people are saying? Is or is that what they are saying? Because I would have to.
5: No, I, I I think it's what other people are saying that, but I agree with it. Do you? It, it, well, it depends on if you understand. It depends on what you mean when you say okay. their answer to lost. Okay. If if here, Father Roderick from the Daily Breakfast explained this so wonderfully while you were in Target. Um, you always
6: listen to the good stuff. Well,
5: while... I know. So here, here is what he television before has always been something where if you got into a TV series for the most part even when it comes down to even when it uh-huh. <coughs> comes to Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> almost every single episode could have stand, stood, stood on alone. its own without you having any prior knowledge to what's happened in the past and you could fully dive in as a brand new viewer and watch that show.
6: That's how most and it didn't been really, until recently. It,
5: well, that's the point. And then all of a sudden, you you come along and you've got 24, which was really the Alias first... first. Okay, you had Alias. Alias is one where <coughs> you had to really not only keep in mind what's happening now, but you have to take your past experience of what you viewed from the very beginning. And as the show goes further and further and further, the whole plot of this thing becomes more complicated which makes you use your mind more and that's where he's coming up with this cerebralness uh is that a word is I, that really I, a it, word? it is now we'll officially put it into the Genu- generally speaking podcast network vocabulary book which we're slowly building yeah, building because here
6: because the title of that <laughs> is just not long enough <laughs> i
5: know so <clears> goodness
6: <it> long-windedness
5: <laughs> uh, long-windedness it's uh, any- in there, too. <laughs> it is, and, and Cliff's <laughs> cough is slowly getting in there. We're just lurking on the spelling. Um, anyway, uh, what was I saying? So, anyway, NBC is now introducing Heroes, which is quickly becoming one of those episodes that you're going to have to follow along to really be able to capture it, which there is why, on Sunday night they're going to replay the first four, first four yeah. or first three anyway but Which probably the remind first me to four. set that timer we will okay so anyway i i agree with it do you understand what they're saying i now? understand what they're saying now it, it's it it's more it's but more than I the casual them, viewer is going to be able to carry
6: absolutely but i will tell them that if they want to keep viewers <laughs> they need to get rid of the gore
5: well not completely get rid of the gore but it doesn't have to be so darn graphic
6: no, they need to get. <laughs> I mean, because logs cast some gore. No, okay. I mean,
5: you, you didn't have a problem with Boone at the top of the, uh, um, the escalator in Locke's flashback or Locke's uh, little dream, did you? No, he's all bloodied up no, and stuff. And, and that wasn't
6: a, the first time that, that Boone had been.
5: Do you see what I'm saying? I, that, what about that, when that they were going to chop me. his leg off? You didn't complain about Gore then.
6: I. I Cringed, but
5: you cringed, but you didn't complain. It was okay. It wasn't. But they so didn't have a ext- woman. That's what I'm saying.
6: Stuck to the wall with knives. That
5: and they didn't have a little, little teenage extreme. girl's ribs on the
6: ex- autopsy exp- table. Okay, so let's.
5: That's what I'm saying. They need to dial back the. They door. do. They don't have they to do. cut it out because we can handle a certain amount. But it. And no more people with
6: missing brains. <coughs>
5: They can reference it, but okay. let's not show it. I mean, then it looks so fake anyway. It does. <laughs> anyway, uh, so thank you for joining us for the Heroes Podcast <laughs> segment. I took, hey! That was the Heroes Podcast. That was the official segment. There. No, go ahead.
6: Brad brought it up.
5: <laughs> Alaska Brad. Hey, we got a call from Andrew.
6: Andrew. Hey, it's
0: Andrew from Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm sorry, I don't have a theme song this week, but I just wanted to say happy 50th podcast.
6: Thank you. Glad I
0: met you guys on iTunes. Um, I wanted to say two things about the episode. That I think the Extreme Makeover crew needs to go visit where the Hatch used to be, because (laughs) we fell in love with the Hatch last season. Um, So if not, the others are going to have to let the Losties live at the Others Motel. I don't know. Um, I have a theory about Locke's legs. I'm assuming that because everyone Locke has came in contact with, he's lost. And maybe he thinks about suicide. I bet he tries to attempt it ends up breaking his legs and surviving. Because who knows? But uh, love you guys. It's an interesting Happy theory. In the
5: podcast. Um, talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you, Andrew, as always. And you for know calling. I
6: didn't mean that meanly. Yeah, yeah I know. When I said mention that I, I like hearing from andrew
5: he knew what you meant
6: he's, okay he's a big boy he can handle it just making sure all the not so nice people know what i meant
5: <laughs> there are no not so nice people out there they all subscribed after episode 49 <laughs> <coughs> and we'll talk about that later but anyway oh man it's the cranky guy It's Big O.
6: He shouldn't have anything bad to say this week.
5: We'll find out. Hey,
1: Cliff and Stephanie, this is Big O.
6: I just got done
1: watching uh, episode (laughs) three of season three, and I gotta say, it rocked. As uh, Cliff likes to say, it had none of that relationship crap that uh, slows down an episode. thought it was fantastic. (laughs) Did have have a couple of beefs with it, though.
5: Oh, no. We'll we'll stop there. Thank you very much, Big O, for calling in. It
6: it might be our same beefs. Let's see what he says.
5: All right. Just kidding, anyway. I wasn't going to, like, not play it. (laughs) I know. All right. Should we move right along?
6: To Big O, yeah. Moving right along.
5: Example,
1: um, we had another use of... Um, the magical torches, you know, the magical TV torches that put off practically no smoke and seem to burn forever without burning up your cloth. And uh, besides that, we had this whole thing with uh, with Echo and the polar bear. I had a problem with Echo and his wounds, right? He here is supposed to have been grabbed by a polar bear and, and dragged for who knows how far. And uh, he had blood on him, and he had some minor scratches
5: on the side of his face, but where were the wounds? I mean, okay, I'm going to pause right there. And, and just so mm-hmm. people know, I do go in and maybe one out of ten, I'll actually listen to the whole comment before the show um, because I do edit them, edit some of these things together and, and try to make the audio levels come up to where they need to be to record. Um, <coughs> but I have not heard anything else that, that Big O has to say. But here's my theory. Are you ready for this? And, and this is a serious one. Okay. This isn't... I don't believe that this polar bear is just your ordinary, average, everyday, average polar bear. I think he has to Are be... Are
6: polar bears average?
5: Yeah. I mean, they're always okay. on the island. I mean, but,
6: but they're average?
5: Whatever. <laughs> this is not your average polar bear as far as polar bears go. Okay? Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyway, um I think perhaps that this polar bear is mechanical in nature. Uh maybe like a, a bionic a biona bear. Is that a word? It's new in the GSPN vocabulary. Okay. He is a biona bear. He's the ten million dollar bion.
6: Okay, we, we get it. You get
5: it. So anyway, that's just my theory.
6: I mean, okay.
5: <laughs> he should have had like deep, nasty gashes through him if the
1: polar bear like the claws boar. ripping through him. He should have been hurting. There should have been big open wounds and guts hanging out or something. Ew. But but nothing. There was there was <laughs> blood all over him. But other than a few scratches on the side of the face, which are probably going to be healed up in about two episodes, the way they heal. Well, it's the healing power of the island.
6: Yeah, um, can I say something right quick?
5: Uh,
6: what you, if he dragged? You him can by say his something feet. left quick. They, they. I don't speak to the left. Um, the-
5: <laughs> this is not a political show here, babe. Let's lay off the <laughs> I politics. Saying,
6: see if you got that. Um, what if he dragged him by his feet and his feet? Because when he pulled him, and he had big shoes on. When he pulled him. <laughs> Maybe the hatch imploding blew his shoes off. <laughs> are you listening to me? I when have John not interrupted
5: in, you. Oh, crap. I did. <laughs> go when, ahead. When
6: John entered the cave and he trips over the dump truck and the polar bear grabs Echo and pulls him toward himself, he grabs his legs. So maybe the wounds are on his legs <sighs> and we haven't seen no, go ahead. that much of his legs Revelation and feet at this point.
5: Revelation, as you were talking, I, I didn't hear anything you just said. I know, except for the tripping over the topic Tonka truck. It's kind of like when I'm in church and, and the yeah. pastor's up there preaching, and <coughs> he'll say something. Good that,
6: thing he doesn't listen. He'll Star say Park something.
5: Again. Yeah, and so he'll say something. It gets me thinking. It's like, oh man, that'd be a great Bible study or something to do in devotional, and, and and I'll start thinking. So I it just said that, something that did that sparked that. that for me. And here's the deal. You know jack says or Ben says to Jack, "I've got something I need you to do if you cooperate, I'll take you home blah blah blah. Here's the deal. Ben has been what what traumatized as a child from the polar bear he has a fa- a fear of polar bears would okay. you say <coughs> and that's because the polar bear took his talking that, truck,
6: yeah. Guy. The
5: Tonka truck is the only... And he's having a midlife crisis.
6: Does Jack got to go back and get his Tonka truck?
5: That's exactly what it... He, if you do exactly what I say, Jack, you can you go over. You are not
6: listening to what I had to say for that.
5: <laughs> I'm trying to think. What does Ben want Jack to do? That he wants Jack to, to go and get the Big Tonka O's truck.
6: Voicemail and <laughs> wounds on Echo.
5: Oh, is B- Big O's...
6: Finish th- oh. his message. Right. On
1: this island... Um, There was hardly anything wrong with him. And yet, he was all out of it and unconscious and stuff. I didn't like how they played that. Not very believable. Let me put it this way. That's about as believable as the idea that Charlie, Locke, Desmond, and Echo could all be inside of that... Giant crater in the in the jungle floor when that implosion happened, and all be able to walk away from it except uh, Echo, who's just kind of limping. But you know, what can I say? Plausible okay. or not, I still love the show.
5: Okay, he's got twenty seconds left here, but I'm gonna pause. I will say that at the turning of the key, I believe they were um, teleported.
6: They were ejected.
5: They were e- they weren't ejected. I believe they were teleported out of.
6: And <gasps> Echo was teleported to the polar bear's cave, and that's why he doesn't have any wounds on him.
5: You're good at this.
1: So that's it for me. Um, be sure to send all your hate mail to me. Don't blame Cliff and Stephanie. And uh, if you want to hear the rest, oh sure. Now he says now that. <laughs> Where was that one in episode number 49? To my rant, head over to my website (laughs) at lostbig oorg And uh, until next week, try not to suck. (laughs)
6: Big that sucks, shut up already.
5: Shut up already! That's exactly what I got in a couple emails from episode 49. You know
6: what? Here's a couple the people thing. wrote in and
5: said, Cliff, Stephanie, shut up already!
6: Here's the thing. Just turn off your iPod, because we can't please you if we don't like an episode, and we can't please you if we do like an episode. So. Okay.
5: Well, we're going to talk about it at the end, because I, I I have to get it off my chest. Okay, but, that's But fine. I'm going to be nice. I'm not doing a, the whole... We're not going to take it, quiet riot thing. And... Yeah, that was funny, though. That was okay, fun. what do we have now? Uh, can Don... I
6: read an email, or are you just going to keep playing?
5: Oh, we have... <coughs> Excuse me.
6: Don't say that to me, because they even posted them in the show notes.
5: We have lots of voicemails, but I think it would be nice to bring in a, an email.
6: You think it would be nice?
5: So why don't you go ahead and do an email? I'll mute myself, so I can okay. hack over here.
6: Okay, um, the first one's really short. It is from Holly in Memphis. And, um, Holly says, Steph, listening to show 47 tonight, I've had this for a while, <laughs> listening to show 47 tonight, and I am totally with you. I will never, never, never like the others. There is no way that Ben and his Benryites will be the good guys. To quote you, not gonna happen. And even if they do change my perspective, I will not admit it either. It's Holly in Memphis. Very good, thank you, Holly.
5: that you're entitled so much to your opinion and
6: you know what I was just I was listening to you know whatever that was lost in the news or yeah, lost in the news that said that they're gonna i mean they can change my perspective of the others, yeah, that's fine, but they can never change it so much that
5: you think they're the good people
6: that I will like them more than the characters that I've already grown to love, okay, or love hate.
5: But maybe could you finally come to have an equal respect for them? Possibly?
6: Uh, equal, I don't know.
5: Ah, see, I am molding. I'm getting you close.
6: It might be 5149.
5: If I can convince everybody that I really got on the ABC corporate jet, I might yeah. be able to okay, sell this one. You didn't convince me that. <laughs> well, I didn't convince you. Anyway, uh, Danielle from Michigan.
9: Michigan. Hello, Stephanie and Cliff. This is Danielle from Detroit, Michigan. And I just finished listening to your podcast about further instructions. And I have to say, Cliff, I definitely agree with you about Nike and Paulo Alto or whatever Amen. his name is. I do not like her. How dare she go off on Hugo like that? She didn't even, you know, say hello first. She just jumped down his throat. I can't believe that. But-
5: okay, I have to admit I just watched we, Stephanie and I we just watched it. Rewatched it. And I must tell you one thing. I still totally do not like Nike and Apollo Barman. However, Hurley was already there.
6: But was he there? I mean she speaks to him like he's been there for three days. So but was he there for He
5: was there for as long an hour? as it took was for, he He was there for as long as it took for him, for Hurley to no longer be with Charlie and John, for for whatever time that was, for him to get back to the camp, which he was already there, and and stopped sweating and and all those good things, and from whatever time it took for for so John to go been... in and get get uh, Mister Echo from the Bayana Bear, go ahead. He's just been. You're gonna land an aircraft over here with those hand wave gestures. <laughs> Good
6: thing I live right by the airport. Um he's just been captured by the others, seen three of his friends take been taking capture, um found out that, you know, they're letting Michael and Walt go, and now he's had a knife thrown at him by 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 lock and had to find his way back through the jungle, which we all know that Hurley is not a tracker, a tracker, and okay, he's probably just trying to process his day. Yeah, she didn't have to be that nasty.
5: No, no doubt, and even and I would say that if I had to guesstimate, uh, maybe two or three hours he's been back. Okay, realistically, I think he's probably been back two or three hours, maybe even more. Okay, but here's my point: still, and mi- little is- Miss Nike, we've not seen her anywhere. She she did not attend. She did not attend Libby's funeral.
6: It's because she wasn't cast yet.
5: I don't care. <laughs> she and Apollo Barman on their honeymoon has spent every single one of those sixty-five days in their tent.
6: Now, what if they give them really good lines next week and they change your perspective?
5: Then I will apologize. Okay. Because but, I'm
6: telling you, I'm I'm not blaming it solely on her just yet. They gave her crappy lines. They
5: they to- totally, totally,
6: totally introduced these characters in a poor manner. They did. Can we finish her voice yes. now?
5: Yes, I'm sorry, Danielle. Let's go.
9: The episode was great, absolutely awesome. I cannot wait until next week so we can you know see what else Locke has got up his sleeve and. Um, <laughs> Why exactly would they would they beat up Sawyer like that? I mean, I guess it's just a it's tactic fun. to try and get Kate to do what they want her to do. But um, uh, I enjoyed the podcast. It was um very funny, very um, informative. And keep up the good work. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
5: Thank you very much. She enjoyed f- number 49. Imagine that. It was... G- no, go ahead.
6: I thought it was good.
5: I I did go back and I listened to it and I was quite a bit of an uh, annoying. I annoyed myself listening to me do the woo thing over REMs.
6: Yeah, you were annoying.
5: It, it was pretty bad. But other than that, I, sure, we got off topic. Starting off, I mean, we spent seven minutes rambling about you know adjusting microphones and uh, the fact that we we did ramble a lot. But I, I tell you, I want to talk about it in a little bit. Because I, I do, I want to share. I want. I want to want to speak my mind. But let's stay on topic just for a few minutes. Just and, for now, and then we'll do it. Hey, guess who this is? Eric Fisher.
10: Hey Stephanie and Cliff, this is Eric Fisher. Woo hoo! Finally, what after is this woo-hoo? long.
5: Okay, go ahead, Steph. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, Eric.
6: What is woo hoo?
5: I'm sorry, Eric. Have doesn't
6: he have a small child? Maybe it's we're not
5: going to blame this on Eric. Everybody should know by now that the producers of the show I mean actually Eric is is actually he works with ABC and he is paid by ABC executives to um, kind of manipulate the course of this podcast. He's not really just an average listener, he's an insider and why and do I've you do these things and, well, this here, is why
6: you annoy people. I
5: know. <laughs> and so here here's the deal. I believe the same writer who gave Nikki her <laughs> line
6: <laughs> <laughs> When did you tell me anything? Is that is that what wrote I, Eric okay. saying yeah, that, that, that that's part of it. Is is that the same people who keep telling is it Damon or Carlton that says you know?
5: That's Damon.
6: Okay. So so do they write that for him too, you know?
5: Yeah. I, well I'll tell you what, I, I, I've got Go a ahead, clip let's for, hear
6: woohoo.
10: Go ahead. Oh, you wanna hear woohoo again? Yeah. L- we got to. I just
6: love it. Woohoo.
10: Hey Stephanie <laughs> and Cliff. This is Eric Fisher. Woo-hoo, finally, after this long hiatus, Lost Season 3 started this week. Okay, I know there were two other episodes before this, but come on, this was the real start of Season 3. I was one of the ones who definitely complained about the last two episodes, and I have to say, yes, I was validated because this episode was so much better than those. Anyway, this episode starred all my favorite characters, Locke, Locke, Charlie, Desmond, Echo, and of course, Hurley. There was a strong story for Locke, inklings of what's to come with Desmond, and with Echo. And somewhat of a reconciliation with Charlie and Locke. Though, because it's lost, it's still a little messy. And great job to Charlie for all the comedy lines towards John. He definitely deserved it. Okay, a few observations and predictions. I think we will find out that the potheads are the ones who will be doing something to Locke's legs. I also think that Desmond's precognitive power
5: Okay, hold on.
6: So maybe he gets I shot like in the that. back during the whole Waco thing. We
5: have we have we have well, uh, we have the Losties, but more more so we have the Fuselagers, we have the Tailies, we have the Others, and now we have the Potheads. <laughs> I like the Potheads. That that's like pothead. that, that's a fitting term. Okay. Anyway, let's see what he's going to say Did about you hear me? No.
6: I said maybe John got shot in the back during that whole Waco thing that we predicted on Wednesday night.
10: That could be. ...may not have as much to do with his being in the hatch implosion than his extended injections. And yeah, it'd be cool to see time travel, but that's another whole can of worms. And even though Groundhog Day is one of my top ten movies of all time, don't know that we need to see that again on Lost, especially because they don't have groundhogs on the island. They have polar bears. So it'd be Polar Bear Day, Smoke Monster day. Something like that. Also, have you ever noticed how differently they do the flashback stories as... F-
5: okay, do you see what I'm talking about? This is further proof that Eric is actually an ABC plant. Okay. We are right on the tail of figuring out loss with this whole time theory thing. And did you hear how Eric has slowly introduced the concept that that could not possibly be? Hmm. Eric... We're on to you.
10: As far as a timeline, for example, the first flashback we ever saw were Kate's. And each time we get a new Kate flashback, it's in reverse order, much like the movie Memento. With the other cast members, it skips around a bit. However, with Locke, The first flashback we saw of his life was right before the crash and his failed attempt to go on a walkabout. But, from then on, each flashback goes in order from the point he meets his mother and father. Just an interesting thing I saw. Anyway, I loved the opening with Boone talking to Locke. That was great. And what I want to know is... What is this guiding spirit, or whatever, has been manifesting itself as Yemi, or Boon, or possibly the monster, or the hurlybird, or all the visions Charlie had from Fire Plus Water? And is it somehow connected with the whispers? That's it for now. If you haven't learned it by now, don't tell Locke what he can't do.
5: And don't tell Charlie.
6: Did you hear Charlie quote it to him? Heck yeah. Don't tell me what I can't. You can't, can't do. tell me
5: what I can't do.
6: That's awesome. I love yeah. that they used it against Locke.
5: So, what is this mystical force on the island?
6: I don't know. It's that silly drug he took.
5: Well, sure, the drug kind of maybe helped him to be more receptive to the to the influence or the spiritual being of the island. Right. I, I personally, I I believe that they're trying to show some kind of metaphysical kind of. Spiritual nature to this island that it that it's not just an an island. I I don't think it I don't think it has anything to do with uh, just a particular standard typical religion that we have today. But it's a metaphysical force that is is spiritual in nature and is a guiding force of this island. And I think that they're just playing into some of that into this show. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. All right. Sure. Hey, it's our good friend Michelle. From Texas, I don't think she works for ABC. Hi,
11: Stephanie and Cliff. It's Michelle from Texas. I'm calling about the latest episode. Further instructions, which features Locke. I was really glad to see the uh, rest of the island losties in this episode. I've Really been missing, I think, Locke and and Charlie, and especially uh, Hurley. The first part of the episode I thought was a little bit kind of dragging, and it's part of why I get annoyed with Locke is that he sort of has this attitude about whatever I want to do is how how I want to do things, how I feel is right, and his Attaching to the island was a little bit troublesome since it took him into that dangerous territory. But it kind of picked up steam when we sort of had the flashback with Boone and then we got to see um, Hurley finally. And, oh, I loved it when he asked questions like, well, so the hatch imploded and you imploded, but here you are naked, this being a Desmond. But it was a good episode. It's got more questions to be answered about what happened with Locke's background and his past. Did he shoot Eddie the cop? what happened after his marijuana days on the farm, lots of good stuff. So I look forward to hearing your discussion about the episode and wait till next week. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
5: Thank you very much, Michelle, for your call. I agree. It was an excellent episode and it was nice to get to see some of our old friends again. Absolutely. You I know. got an email. You know. You know. You know. You know.
6: You know I got an email from Michelle also.
5: Did you? You want to read it?
6: Um. In its entirety, I can do that.
5: Or portions whatever you want to do okay you choose and i'll listen
6: okay um are you sure you'll listen (laughs) no we for the glass ballerina okay i have always i i've always said that i want to believe that jen is the father of son's baby okay follow me very good and you should see him nodding his head like he's trying to pay attention really hard Um, so, I was having a hard time putting together the timeline, and after the Glass Ballerina, Michelle sent me an email, and she did that for me. So, it supports my, Jen's the father, not Jay, not Michael, but Jen. Her husband. That's all.
5: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And and do you want to just briefly summarize the, the... The, the email Because I do She she sent me a copy of that as well Okay And she does a good job She does So
6: Okay Unless it's just an um, obvious
5: continuity error But I think no. it's, it'd be too gross of a mistake To to be no. one So well, no go ahead. She points
6: out that, that it seems that Son and Jay Were together right before the trip to Australia Yes Okay and, um, and then You know the crash happened So Just assume that it was A few weeks before Yeah Son and Jay And, um, usually, usually, very rare cases it will not happen. Usually when a woman, um, gets, gets pregnant, she starts feeling the effects right around the time she should expect her next period. Yes. There are times that it it can go way in. Okay. So, um, if Jay was to be the father, then she would have had starting, having symptoms soon after they crashed
5: hmm
6: And she At didn't. least within
5: the first thirty days.
6: At least within the first thirty I agree. days. But she didn't she didn't until like season almost three. day sixty five, season two, the end of season Ends two. Season two. So it was very close to two months to, into the island. Absolutely. Which would support Jen or as Michael. the father because they had been together.
5: Or Michael. Since it would had, also it would it would equally support the, the it Michael. It would. It wouldn't. It would. It would. It wouldn't. It would. It wouldn't. It would. It, it, would. it, it, would.
6: <laughs> it doesn't. It does. So based on the stated sixty five days on the island, she J- would already be
5: no she, Jay Lee look alike babies on this island.
6: Okay. Right? Yeah. She she'd be three months pregnant by now. Based on her last period. Right. Her. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, um, but again, she didn't start feeling her symptoms until just a couple of days ago. Yep. You know? And, um...
5: Definitely Michael's yep. baby.
6: Yep. Not my <gasps> Yes! You said yep! I was saying yep to <laughs> my email that How I was reading.
5: You? Oh, wait. Uh, I gotta announce this one. Okay. Uh, Nina had a problem with her phone a- as she was leaving. Because
6: remember, no, remember that Jen, because she points this out, that's what I was saying yep to Jen rarely left Sun's side in the first season.
5: Except for when she went and got naked in front of just because. Michael.
6: Just because he caught a look at her breast doesn't mean that he got her pregnant. And the nasty man shouldn't have been gawking anyway. Let's talk about Nina's phone.
5: Oh my goodness. Anyway, Nina called. And uh, she was very smart in that when, when she got cut off the first time, which I think was just an accident, uh, she kind of uh, just... Called back and picked up where she left off, and that was kind of cool because I was able to edit this together. But this is a long call, but I think it'll be worthwhile because Nina's never called before, and I want to hear what Nina has to say. But just so you know, you'll notice very definite breaks within this, but I edited it all together. Okay. So anyway, go, Nina.
12: Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Nina from New York City calling. Um, thank you for keeping you us in our thoughts and prayers and um, thoughts and prayers. Um, the, West, the pole plane, was a, plane crash was scary, but, you know, it, it's, better. it's a lot better now. Um, so I'm really calling in to tell you thanks for being Jaders. I'm hearing you guys getting a lot of calls saying, oh, um, Sawyer is great, how could you hate him? Um, and that Skate is going to be the best, Sawyer and Kate are going to get together. I'm a Jader, love Jack and Kate. Sawyer and Kate are just a shadow of each other's past, and although Sawyer I do think is a good guy deep down, they are just not right for each other. Um, I actually do have a theory about what's going to happen with Jack and Kate in these next few episodes. Um, I think that they will see each other again. Um, I think that Jack, Jack and Kate will see each other again. I think that Sawyer is going to be tortured by the others, and they will make Kate watch to mentally mess with her, Um, and this is where they will ask her, do you love him, do you love him, and I think that they will actually make Jack watch all of this from another room, and I think that it will really break his heart, because he hates to see people that he loves so broken, because he needs them to be fixed, he needs them to be okay. And I think in a way that he will fix this, he will tell the others that if they let Kate and Sawyer go, he will stay with them and be their doctor, because apparently that is what they need um, from him. Uh, I think that after this, Kate and Jack will be given some time together to say their goodbyes, and they'll be really sad. And I think that Kate will be upset with Jack because she doesn't want him to, to leave her and to never she, she would hate that. Um, I think that she'll plead and beg that he doesn't do this and that there can be another way and that her and Sawyer and him can find another way to get out of this, and that doesn't have to be this way. But Jack, being the control freak he is, love him, but he is a control freak, he will make sure that Kate listens to him and follows what he says and that she goes back with Sawyer and that he stays. Um, I think that this might be where Kate confesses her love for Jack. In the promo, she said we hear a voice over her crying, saying, I love you, please. I think that goes with this scene that might come, my theory, um, her pleading for him to not do it, to not make, to not leave her. Um, I think that this will kind of break Jack in a way, and. They'll kiss, and maybe this is where the, the big hookup will come in to play. And uh, I think it will be sad and good at the same time. Sad because, you know, we know that soon that they're going to be ripped apart, and it goes kind of with this, the, what Kristen from Online said, that when Kate confesses her love, it's going to be a heart-wrenching scene. Um, so I think, do think that Kate and Swear will return to the beach, Without Jack, and it will leave the rest of the season for us kind of waiting for Jack to escape from the others. Right. Sorry, it's, this is Nina again. It's, I know this message is mega mega long. I just want to end it. Um. So yeah, I think that he will. They will go back together, Kate and Sawyer, and Jack will stay. And well, this way we'll be able to see more of the others while we while Jack is there, and we'll. See it won't end the triangle completely, which I don't think they will ever do. It's a huge part of the show. They can't just end it, even though I would like them to end it on Jade, but I think that it will, won't end it because it will give Kate and Fleur some time together on the beach the rest of the season while they, we are waiting for Jack to return. Um, like, just to ending it, I love you guys. I really, really do. and me, keep me going. Um, I love the podcast. Awesome. Um, all
2: right. Bye. It's an interesting theory.
5: Nina, thank you very much. That was awesome. And uh Stephanie is a jader. She's confessed to me. I think, haven't mm-hmm. you? I'm not a jader. No. But I'm not a skater. No. I'm not a uh skater. Uh what are you What would you call a Saiyan Kate? Sai uh, uh, that that also, that would also be a skate. Uh, let's see here. I'm not Call
6: a, it a sate. <laughs> a sate.
5: Uh I am I am not a Kate, You're not a Kate up. fan. Yeah, I'm not a Kate fan, so uh, not but none th- of I'm just, them I'm none just, of
6: the three of them are a great catch. Well,
5: that's in our opinion. They've
6: all got their own, you know, um if I'm gonna steal a line from Grey's Anatomy, they're they're all um dark and damaged you know that that's not the exact quote but anyway you know they all come with with their own sets of of, of baggage of luggage. baggage but who doesn't but so. i think their anyway.
5: luggage got lost <laughs> <laughs> anyway um that was so stupid uh, you're right it was uh, anyway i i'm i you know really i don't care one way or the other but the, the the whole big stink about Sawyer that I've made is just the fact that so many people said he's obviously the man. I'm like, Wh- whatever. I mean, and do you know, I don't know if you know this, but I got a call like eight months ago. A guy from the South that got all upset with us and, and I deleted his call because he was kind of rude in his response to me. But he says, he goes, Cliff, we know you and Stephanie hate us people down here in the South. And he was talking about the fact that when we were making fun of Zeke, being and and I told the Jeff Foxworthy joke about the the you never want a brain surgeon says well how you doing today right yeah, it, anyway but I don't know where I was going with that but it's not oh I guess his call it, it, the the Sawyer thing yeah it's not because I don't like people from the south or if I I think that I mean it's just the fact that he is always negative.
6: Well, if by chance that that guy's still listening,
5: and he's cocky, no, that guy's totally not listening. He hated us.
6: We, South has sweet tea. Sweet tea. I mean, seriously. They do, and I come from the biggest bunch of hillbillies around. So yeah,
5: we are from Kentucky. Even though
6: you
5: we know, people don't. don't realize this, but I really have a southern accent. No, you don't. Most of the time, no, you I, don't. I just when I am doing the podcast, it, you just I, need
6: to stop because you're just digging a hole. I,
5: I um, I'm getting a off topic here. <gasps> anyway, <don't laughs> ahead. no, no, that's kind. Of, did you want to say something? Because I don't care if we're going off topic. To be honest with you,
6: I just I don't understand where he would get that from.
5: Uh, well, if you go back and listen to that episode, I can see where you could maybe miscomprehend it, but it's only if you take things too seriously. I mean, and, and we're definitely not a bunch of serious people. We offend people. a
6: bunch of Christians, too.
5: Huh? Yeah, we do <laughs> offend a bunch of Christians. Uh, that, that's something us. Hey, Sherida. Sherida. Called in. Married she, Sherida. She, she, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's Mrs. Sherida, mm-hmm. not Miss Sherida anymore. So, Sherida, what do you got to say? And I think she didn't like our last episode. That's okay. We'll see.
4: Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Sherida from Southern California. And I just finished listening to your weekend listener podcast, and um, you didn't even comment on my theory or my. Oh,
5: that's what it was. She was upset because I didn't. I, I think I went straight into another call. Oh. And uh, and she was upset because it, it's it's a, it's a Sawyer thing. Here, well, let me let her finish her words. People are going to email me about this. whole
4: thing, because you guys are so against Sawyer and I'm not so against him. But anyways, um, I just wanted to speak to that again, just that I really think Sawyer was using the thing as a play. Like, if he would have given the water to Katie, he would have gotten beat up and electrocuted and he'd rather get, a, get beat up for kissing her than giving her water. But um, I don't agree they should get together, but I just don't understand why you're so hard on him.
5: Um, okay, here's the deal. Miss Juliet gave the water to Sawyer. She obviously whether she was trying to make him by taking it make him think that he God bless you. Make him think that he had pretty much given in or that, you know, that whatever. The fact is is that I do not believe for a second that he would have gotten shocked if he would have given Kate the water. I, I, I don't think so. I think she had said, I think she said, I, I believe that she. Could Kate
6: really kiss that the, good that it's worth getting beat up and shocked in, over?
5: Well, here's the thing. In the chain of command, I think Juliet's over the guy with the little shocker dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I believe that if Kate would have, or if Sawyer would have taken I think the Juliet's canteen, the man. What'd you say? Oh, you think Juliet's the man, you think she's the one in charge. I don't know.
6: Not really, I was just <laughs> saying that. Okay, Go ahead. so
5: here's the deal. Um, the, um, oh goodness, um, you, know, you know. Canteen? Canteen. I think if she would have handed the canteen, if he would have taken the canteen and, and, and smiled and then turned around and given it to Kate to have a drink, I do not think there would have been repercussions. I think he just...
6: I think you don't want to think that okay. there would have been repercussions. But anyway, should I... Finish. I no, she's she's she got forty five seconds left. Well, let's listen. But
5: they're beating the dead horse because the thing is, is it's I I, I personally I just don't like Sawyer. Okay. And and a lot of people do. I
6: know I don't, but I have reasons. I have him valid him.
5: reasons for my feelings. Right. And it's and it's because of the fact that he consider he's it's good
6: thing we live in our own country. He's very spiteful.
5: And, he's mean. He's nasty. And uh, it, it he's he's a he's a very difficult person to to really get along with he is and is deep down inside that there's a human i think there's deep down inside inside each of us there's a human part of us that that really is still a child inside and, and and very much vulnerable and and stuff like that and and i'm not saying that sawyer doesn't have any good traits whatsoever it's just his negative traits are so out there that that it causes him to put people who are around him in danger That's all I'm saying. And I I don't think he's good for a relationship. Go ahead.
6: No, but I think he chooses to still be that way. Because we've seen in John, from his flashbacks and from who he is on the island, that he has chosen to be someone different. Yes. Even when he was going through his little loss of faith in the island, he has chosen to be different Mm -hmm. than what he was before. And so could Sawyer. Sawyer.
5: But he hasn't. Okay, so Sheridan, I'm sorry, but yes.
4: Um, and then just that him pouring out the water was calling Juliet to bluff. She's trying to play him, and he's saying, I'm not going to be played. But anyways, um, regarding this week's episode, the um, very interesting stuff it was just, I was going that's so trippy that's so trippy when um, Desmond had told Hurley what the speech was about before it even happened so really curious where they're taking that Um, and then also for next week looks very interesting so excited for the season you don't have to play my call I was just um, had to give you a hard time because you comment on everybody else's but mine so anyways have a great weekend Um, hope you had enjoyed last night bye
6: now i I wasn't here on Friday, but that's not true. We do not comment on every call. No. Of course, tonight we are. And we're doing it multiple times, and we're cutting you off to do so. <laughs> and people will probably get played about that. <laughs> but we don't comment on every call.
5: That's right. And and the thing is, we, is that there were so many other Sawyer comments that I did comment on, it would have just been the same thing over and over again, which that was. But that's okay. We still love Sheridan, and we're glad to finally hear from her again.
6: Absolutely, I haven't and heard from her in a while. She's been kind of busy.
5: Yes, she has. On our honeymoon,
6: getting married.
5: She anyway. Moving right on. Namaste,
13: Cliffany. This is the ineffable. I just wanted
5: to... <laughs> what what did he say? <laughs> Cliffany, I like it. <laughs> nah, Namaste, yeah. Clif- yeah, let's let's not make this one a normal one. Cliffany, yeah.
13: this is the ineffable. I just wanted to put out a quick theory: What if the island is the Garden of Eden?
8: I don't know. Maybe you have to it's be a an good interesting theory.
13: But I just want to say uh, I enjoy your podcast. I You guys uh, crack me up sometimes. Um, so I haven't really sometimes. called before, but uh just wanted to say thank you and namaste.
5: Namaste, sir.
6: Absolutely. And speaking of yeah. the Garden of Eden, uh-huh. I got an email from Vladimir, who does Vladimir. Vladimir.
5: From the SOS Lost podcast. Isn't that what I said?
6: It's close said, enough. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, I apologize. Um, I don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> who? We commented on the whole um, Adam and Eve yes. theory. Yes. Two weeks ago.
5: Yes. But the you, whole rocks in the pocket Rocks deal. in the
6: pocket, yeah. But we didn't remember who it was.
5: It was Vladimir. It
6: was Vladimir. Thank from, you, Vladimir. Yep, yeah, the, the Portuguese. And I'm going to read his email. Go right ahead. Because it also talks about... The Desmond Time Travel. Very good. Okay, it's just addressed to you actually. It says Highcliff, just to just to let you know, I was the one who sent um, who sent you the theory about Adam and Eve. Um, I still think they are Jack and Kate. And now with the whole Desmond traveled through time thing, I think I am in the right track on this. He means on the right track. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe all the others really want the. "Quote unquote, greater good um, to be achieved is to save, is to save mankind." I believe that they could not see the losties coming in the plane, but they have some ways. I'm sorry. Okay, have some ways to unperfectly predict the future. Um, a misty again quotations. Um, a misty prediction like the one that Claire had from the psychic, and misty as we learned is bad.
5: Yes, indeed. So, and that's from
6: Vladimir.
2: It's an interesting theory.
6: Absolutely, I also have another email about the Desmond time travel. When
2: no, go
5: ahead. You're
6: right. You want me to go right yep, now? Yeah,
5: because we got two more calls from New York after that, and and then we'll go into a, my little tirade.
6: Okay, so I'm gonna move toward it so I can see it. Okay. Okay. This is from. Um, Sherry Lynn in North Carolina. Okay, hi, Stephanie and Cliff. Your comments about Desmond's ability to time travel immediately made me think about a book that my book club read called The Time...
5: Wait a second. What? She's in a book club. She's another. Anyway, go ahead.
6: Called The Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey... um, I'm really guessing here Niffenegger. Niffenegger.
5: Why not? Sounds good.
6: Okay. In the book, the main character, Henry, Henry de Tambell, oh,
5: I thought you were going to say Gail. Good.
6: Has a disorder called um, chronodisplacement, which is a genetic mutation that causes him to spontaneously travel through time. Sweet. The time traveling can occur to the past or the future and can take Henry forward or backwards, minutes, days, or even years. Gotcha. Okay. Henry's incidents of time travel are often initiated by extreme stress and major events in his life. And when he travels to a new time point, he arrives at the new time point naked.
5: Really? Oh, my gosh. That so deserves a. Is there more? Yeah. Oh, then you need this. Keep going.
6: Okay. This certainly draws possibility, possible similarities to Desmond's actions in the last episode. Could the extreme stress of the hatch imploding have led him to time travel? This book is written from two perspectives. Henry, the unstable time traveler who longs for normalcy and home, oh, and crap, his wife
5: Okay, continue.
6: <laughs> and his wife Claire, who must endure his apt absences with patience and undying faith that he will return i'm not certain if the relationship between henry and claire has any parallels to desmond and penny or any other characters on lost but i thought that the time traveler connection was interesting
5: that is so cool god bless and i love your podcast the part where he wakes up naked that is so awesome is that cool or what that man i you know normally i don't like emails because voicemails so book, are so much better, but that is awesome. The
6: book is called The Time Traveler's Wife. Uh huh. By Audrey
5: Somebody or Other
6: Niffenegger. It's N I F F E N E G G E R.
5: Awesome, that is cool. I like that. Thank I'm, you very much. How many more emails do you have? None. Sweet. So we have two uh, more voicemails, and I tell you, today is a New York day. New York. New New York City.
3: This is Vicki from upstate New York in the beautiful Finger Lakes region. Um, I just got through listening to your podcast, yes, I can listen to it at work, and uh, most of the time the people just think I'm crazy when I start laughing, Um, but they know I live in my own little world, which is generally on the lost island. Um, You guys were hilarious. Uh, I don't know how you do it <laughs> because it must be getting really late, and you sounded really punchy. But I just enjoyed that uh, so much. Uh, by the way, I uh, saw your mama. Saw your mama on the board. Um, I just wanted to say I'm really glad you finally mentioned something about Charlie's lines because they were definitely the funniest things of the uh, whole show. Whole show on Wednesday night, uh, and. Um, I, gosh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, uh, when I listened to Jack's uh, podcast, uh, and I, I can't remember who it was, so I can't give him proper credit. But he did mention that uh, in the Terminator, um, the Terminator, when he uh, time travels, uh, comes came to Earth naked. So, you know, that, that makes a little sense if that's what happened. Um, also, uh, you know, Cliff, you and I both know that uh, the doctor doesn't, the doctor doesn't uh, come naked, uh, which would probably be okay with me, but I want to keep this uh, a G-rated thing anyway. So, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, enjoy your podcast and uh, keep it up. I look forward to it every week.
6: Thanks a lot. Bye. The first doctor or the second doctor? I don't know.
5: Thank you very much. Is she saying she'd like to see Doctor Marvin Candle? Is that? Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. Ew. Anyway,
6: I thought she went Doctor Who.
5: Oh, Doctor Who. I don't know. No, it's, I think she said... She, I guess she Jane... Said the doctor. Yeah, but anyway... I...
6: Anyway, you'll have to call us and explain what you meant, because no. we don't agree. What? Nothing.
5: I, I dude, One more call? One more call. <sighs> Will from New York.
6: Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is
0: Will from New York. I'm calling... I'm about an hour into your podcast right now, and I'm calling basically to say I don't understand how so many people like this episode sure it got into a lot of character development with Locke but it's the same character development we've seen before he has family issues he didn't have a father he grew up he grew up without a family he found a family and now this family is turning on him okay he's going through the same exact issues again big deal we didn't even need to see that and then when you go back into the episode
5: I I I want to stop right there we saw something very important I think it, before this flashback episode of Locke's Life, we are, we saw Walkabout, okay? And when he was not allowed to enter onto the, bu- the tour bus, he started cr- almost crying and screaming, You can't tell me what I can't do! This is my destiny! And we're like, where does this box collector who plays role-playing games get that his destiny is this and then all of a sudden we start to we we start to see he's in a relationship with uh, Katie Seagal you know it's like okay so there's this whole. where does he get this destiny that he's supposed to go on a walk about that he's a hunter all of a sudden and then we get you know we get all these other flashbacks but we don't get any indication of at what po- what point does the guy who pays 99 dollars a minute or whatever it is to talk to a porn lady on the phone that, to to I mean he's he's a weasel I mean he's he's a, I mean he's got issues where in the world does he go from being that guy to being the hunter and I think this gives us that missing gap it's the between those things. It, it, it you know well actually yeah. It's it's the whole uh, it's the whole thing where where he goes from being the box collector guy to being you know or actually I, I guess he became the box collector guy after. after that because he was looking at the walkabout catalogs and stuff and and things. So he got the job after the Waco thing uh, <laughs> that that we're making up. But anyway, it, what I'm saying is, is the smoke tent was was critical for us to see because it was there that he had some kind of spiritual um, um, event in his life that kind of indicated to him that he is a hunter and there is a destiny that he needs to fulfill. And Mr. Echo, who was it? No, who at the end says, "In in in John, you are a hunter."
6: Echo said it. Was it
5: Echo? Yes, mm-hmm. and the island confirmed it to him. Mm-hmm. So I believe that there was some character development there. Yes, it seemed kind of cons- consistent with what's gone on in his life over and over again. You know, bad things and with family. But I think that they added the where we got the he finally realized there's a destiny kind of thing involved. So anyway,
0: so it's it's more of just. Okay, I was so, ex- I was so excited because I was convinced that we were going to see the black smoke in this episode. And no, it was just the polar bear. It wasn't that big of a deal. They saved Echo, blah, blah, blah. And basically, ev- we knew everything that was going to happen in this episode when we saw the preview. First episode, I, I, I personally believe the first episode was the best one. The second episode, as, as you guys brought up, was kind of needed but a little bit boring. But this episode, it didn't really resolve everything. Everybody got back to the camp, and everyone's everyone's safe and happy. It just opened more issues. Okay, Desmond might see the future. There was a Tonka truck. We knew the island was already occupied. Yeah, I,
5: I don't know. I mean, Desmond might see the future. Hello, that's a pretty darn good reveal to me. The deja vu little bit, the whole future speech thing coming everybody's
6: up. Everybody's not back I, to the I island in like safe.
5: And not everybody's back to the island is safe. And, you know, I... But, you know, Will, you're allowed to not like this episode. And, Big O, I think you've got some competition for the Cranky Lost fan.
0: <laughs> Polar bears evidently escaped. Of course, there's something like that was taken. But, anyway, I just wanted to call in and put some a little bit of negativity into into all the positive positiveness that's been going on in your podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, i actually do enjoy your show Appreciate the first time that. i listened i didn't enjoy it so much but as i've been uh listening i noticed that yours is one of the more in-depth podcasts so wow. um, <laughs> that, that is for cool. taking my call uh, I'll be listening to see if I'm on your next episode. Right.
5: You certainly are. You certainly are on this episode. I'm
6: sorry, I missed his name. That's
5: Will from New Will. York.
6: Will from New York. That's awesome. Um, um. What? I don't. What did? Awkward
5: silence there, babe.
6: Awkward silence. My brain is cranking something, but it's just not printing. <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna say. So.
5: Okay, well anyway, you're allowed to not like the episode. Absolutely fine. you're allowed to not and, like the episode. And you can and you're no, allowed he to call that... our podcast and tell us. Mm-hmm. And we'll listen. And we did. And yeah, we did. But we did. We disagreed. don't have to
6: agree with him because
5: it was a good episode. We I liked live
6: in it. a free country. <gasps> Imagine okay. that. We yeah. have the freedom of speech.
5: That it, it sometimes sometimes scary. Sometimes people abuse that. So any anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh for those of you who really hate us and you're still listening uh, you might want to go ahead and turn it off because... Uh, I'm or
6: gonna... keep listening and or... we'll give you more reason to hate us.
5: Yeah. So uh, we're going to play the last call. Now, unfortunately, this is a two-and-a-half-minute call and I have not listened to all of it. But I know that Jim uh, starts off... He's a, he, he really loves our show. But he does want to talk about his concerns, which... For the, I only listened to the first 20 seconds before, and it kind of mimics some of the emails that I've been getting this week. So, okay. Or, yeah, so, over the, from episode 49. You
6: might want to mute my mic.
5: No, we'll, matter of fact, we'll stay live for this.
6: Hi,
13: guys. This is Jim from Georgia. I have a comment about, not about Lost, but about uh, the Generally Speaking Lost podcast. First of all, here's my uh, preface My caveat, if you will, first of all, I'm a huge Lost fan, and I really, really, really like the Generally Speaking Lost podcast. Now, having said that, and I want you to understand that this is just meant because I like your show so much, and I want to keep it around, I want you to keep getting listeners, but Stephanie, Stephanie, I was screaming at my iPod speakers a few minutes ago. You probably could have heard it. (laughs) Poor <laughs> Cliff was just trying to tell us about Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse and meeting them at the beginning of the um, initial reactions show, and you just wouldn't let him talk. And I, I mean, I, I literally—he's never
6: done that to, to be me cheeky. before.
13: <laughs> I almost turned it off and said it's not worth listening to. It really, really wasn't. You just had me so darn frustrated. I don't want to work that hard to listen. To a podcast. Uh, Guys, uh, this little cutesy uh, give and take between the two of you is fun. It's great. It's what makes you you and gives you personality. Can we ratchet it back maybe about 20 or 30%? Cliff, if she needs to move the microphone, let her move the microphone. Just stay on topic. Uh, Stephanie, if you have to move your microphone, move your microphone and keep talking. We don't need a five-minute argument over it. Um, I guys again. I love you to death. I I just really yeah, enjoy it, but I don't want to work that hard listening to a podcast. And please take this as the constructive criticism for which it is intended, because uh, and you don't have to. It's
0: just my of an personal
13: feelings, and the, I've never done this before. But i just the got so job. darn frustrated here in the show because you guys have so much potential. I mean, um. You got every, like on this show, 45 minutes worth of material that you somehow managed to squeeze into an hour and 15 minutes. Hey, please uh, take it uh, as it is intended, as constructive criticism. I'm going to keep listening even if I do get frustrated. I'll talk to you later and stay lost. Bye.
5: Thanks. I think, Jim. <laughs> Stephanie's not going to say thank you, I don't think.
6: I will say thank you for the criticism, but in no way was it constructive. I have not been yelled at. Stephanie, that many times since I was a child.
5: Well, I will. And, tra- I will tell you th- there are a lot of people who have very strong opinions about our podcast, and and I want to I want to share with you. I'm I, I did. Unfortunately, I did not listen to that full thing. If I would have listened to it, I, to be honest with you, I would have edited quite a bit of that out. Well, yeah, uh, because I I thought he did go a little bit further than he needed to in his. And his thing there, and, and and I and I apologize that I did not do that ahead of time, Steph. But I, I tell you, I've been getting it too, and and most of it's it's been aimed at me. And um, here here's the deal: a lot of people. Matter of fact, I want to pull up. And, and yes, we're off topic now, and you can. No, feel we're f-
6: not, because we told them this is what we were going to talk about.
5: Yeah, this this is on topic for us because this is what we want to talk about. Um, I, I want to bring up if I can find it. Uh, A message from somebody here. And I think I moved it over to Cliff's Corner. And uh, one of them is called Negative Feedback. Uh, Scorpius54 wrote this. He says, Hey Cliff, any chance of getting your podcast back to talking about Lost and less about yourself? Your show has become extremely personality driven and content poor. The best part of your show has become the coughing. I mean, hello, I mean, I have bronchitis, okay, and I, it's uncontrollable, and there's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to mute it, and for several weeks, I could not even speak a sentence without coughing, and yes, I coughed all the way through it, however, rather than, I mean, I have a passion for lost, I have a passion for podcasting, and and instead, I, I came here to record, and, and you know... Um, To be honest with you, there have been many times over the last 49 episodes that I did not want a podcast, but I did it because I'm passionate about it, and I love it, Uh, and even though I didn't feel like it, and sometimes it showed in the podcast itself, I still came here and did it. Um, Now, as far as being content poor, uh, I will agree with you to a small degree that we are nowhere near as detailed as and structured as we used to be. But I used to spend 15 hours every single week devoted to this podcast. About thir- I'm sorry, about 11 hours devoted towards uh, research of all the different clues, all the different Easter eggs, going back and getting audio clips from the episode. Writing my script, writing. editing me out. Exactly. We would spend two hours recording. I'd spend a couple hours editing and uploading and all of these things and answering every single email that ever came in, which I still do, uh, and administrating a forum with uh, 900 people that are on there. I mean, I pour my life into this thing and I enjoy doing it. And you know what? It is it personality driven? Yes. It, this is the Cliff and Stephanie show. Are I,
6: Jay and Jack, not personality, driven?
5: Uh, exactly. I mean, well, it, this. I'm not even going to bring Jay and Jack into this no, or I'm anybody just, else. This, this is about our podcast, and this is uh, this is the Cliff and Stephanie show. It, it, it very much is, um, and and this is about our feelings about lost, and this is about us. And here's the deal: I, I did listen to episode number 49, and was I punchy? Yes, but I will tell you. It has been. I will tell you that episode forty nine. I had never been that excited about Lost, and about podcasting since episode number four. I mean, it was the first time I've been that pumped up about podcasting, and I had fun. And I we went to bed after we recorded, and it's like, man, that's the that's probably the best podcast that we've put out, and listening to it. It was a little annoying in a place here and there. But the thing is, it, we had fun doing it. And if we can't have fun doing this then It's thing, not worth doing. It's not worth doing. Cause uh, I, and, and people get upset because I complain about how much sacrifice I give it. It's my sacrifice. Uh, what did I eat for lunch today?
6: <laughs> Stephanie? Nothing.
5: Why didn't I eat lunch today? I spent an hour and ten minutes of my hour lunch... Putting together, editing these phone calls to a, a equal sound level so that they'll sound good and have them queued up for tonight's podcast. I uh, th- this is something I enjoy doing. I, I'm not I'm not doing this to make people feel sorry for us. Right. I I could care. We don't want the pity, but we want people well, we to don't understand. Need it but we want people to understand that this is what we do and this is who we are. And and people get upset that we even give negative feedback any any kind of. Um, airtime if you will in our podcast and you know the the here's the deal I am the type of individual I, I if some people may have ever heard of love languages there are five different love languages right Stephanie would you explain to the people what my love language is
6: mm-hmm. his love language is affirmation
5: <laughs> my love language is affirmation some people called that egotism okay but I I love nothing more than to hear people uh, pat me on the back verbally. I, I, sure, maybe that is a very flawed character trait.
6: Well, I don't think... For th- some you people, they think you that, that it is. For some people, but you know, maybe some people got that as a child, and some people didn't.
5: And I did not.
6: And you need that. And and you still don't from, from your, your parents. And so you look for that in, in other places. And
5: so I work hard and know? spend 15 hours a week, and I look for people to affirm me for doing that and 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 when i get i mean i had somebody in here attack my christianity because i lied i i mean did i technically tell a lie about the interview i technically yes it was a lie but the question is you know would she actually questioned you know would god be happy with you for lying It's like i think god probably had a good chuckle i think god has a sense of humor and he does
6: have a sense of humor <laughs> he
5: he made me uh, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. wasn't
6: what I meant, but uh, yeah.
5: Oh, <laughs> so you're agreeing? <laughs> but the deal is, is that
6: he made uh, all of us. I mean, if that's not a sense of humor, I don't know what is. It,
5: and somebody said, "Well, I, I started listening to this because of a Christian perspective. I, I personally, I feel like this is the uh, uh, probably one of the most decent Christian perspectives you're going to get on Lost and podcasting. Stephanie and I are who we are. Are we Christians? Absolutely. We are not, however, hypocrites. I admit to you that I have flaws. I will confess that to you. I don't think that lying about an interview just to carry on a joke uh, is is in any any way sinful whatsoever. Uh, I believe that I carried it on just long enough to have a lot of fun, and I did. I I I was I I was eating it up. It was so much fun
6: because obviously I wasn't letting you talk about it.
5: (laughs) You think so? um, But anyway, where are we going with all this? I just want to say. That I don't
6: know where you're going with all of this. I don't
5: either, but all I'm saying is that this is this is the Cliff and Stephanie show, it, and I am
6: who I am, and almost the, that 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 is sometimes one of my faults because I refuse to change for anyone. You do, <laughs> and you, you have my dad to thank for that. That that is at times a great character strength, and it is at times a great character flaw, and I I'm a big enough person to admit that is a flaw Mm -hmm. but i i i can't in my nature change for people yeah i have changed for my my lord and savior jesus christ and i think that's as far i mean he's still molding me yeah i'm not a perfect creation yet and i'm not going to change who i am or how i speak or how i relay myself to save one or two listeners if you don't like me turn me off
5: Okay, that was a little... But anyway... <laughs> that... But he did
6: not attack you. He attacked me. Okay. And I had no idea that that was coming.
5: I didn't either. I apologize. Uh, but here's here's the deal. I, I don't know what it is. We I, I think some people still believe that podcasters, like us, are professional people and we should be above this. I, listen, we are no different than your brother or your sister or your cousin... We're no different than your best friend. I mean, Stephanie and I are two human beings. And when I get an email that says that the best thing about my podcast anymore is the coughing, if you only knew the sacrifice and sweat and stuff I put into this, it destroys me to hear some of the negativity. And yes, I should be above it. But I'm coming here to tell you that I am not above it. And should me, as a Christian, be able to stand up and say, well, all that really matters is what Jesus uh, says and thinks about me and that the world can condemn you and, and that you just need to be able to put... Yes, those are all true things, and those are things that yet I have to work on. And, and I still struggle. But when people come, and, and you can obviously tell how hurt Stephanie is right now, this is how I get... I, I, I'm like looking at emails and stuff like that. Sometimes I just want to get rid of the forum... And I want to quit telling people my email address because I'm sick of the roller coaster ride that comes along. I mean, there. God bless you people who, who write in and call in and tell us how much you love our podcast. And I'm so thankful that it's, you know, for every negative feedback, we probably get 10 positive feedbacks. But if anybody out there is a human being, you know that it is. It only takes one negative feedback to wipe out 50 positive ones. And and that's how it is in your marriage. You know it to be true. It's how it is in any other relationship that you're in. You know that no matter how many people tell you and pat, what a good job you're doing and how hard you're working, your, your employer at work, he pats you on the back or she pats you on the back and really recognizes you, it only takes one time for them to come down hard on you on a mistake you've made before you really forget about anything positive and all the rewards they've ever given you at work. And I will tell you that Stephanie and I are not above being very much offended and hurt by even the, the most constructive criticism. Uh, grace and tact in how you share your feelings is very important, especially for me and especially for my wife. And to be honest with you, uh, we never had more fun podcasting than, than Wednesday night. Would you agree with me? That's my assessment. Was that, for you, the best time we've ever had in podcasting? Probably. Okay. That, that was us at our best. And I will tell you, that will be what we strive for. And it may be <laughs> us... I'm I, not striving to make you guys angry. It will be... We will strive... For Stephanie and I to have a good time and that's what we're going to strive for and if at any point us having a good time starts to be a, become such a problem that we see that we only got 10 listeners each week then maybe it's time for us to hang up the microphones and, and go and do something else and that very well could be but we just want to share with you guys out there we are going to continue to podcast about lost we're going to continue to take 30 minutes of content and turn it into an hour-and-a-half show. And we're going to continue to get hurt, hurt feelings, even though we shouldn't take things so seriously. However, some of the feedback out there is much more severe than what Mr. Jim just gave. Uh, and if you don't believe that, go to iTunes and check out some of the reviews there. Uh, but anyway... Um,
6: I'd have a field day with those people.
5: Yes, you would.
6: <laughs> Cliff won't even let me read those.
5: <laughs> I won't even let her read them. And uh because it wouldn't be a Christian podcast perspective if they heard you speak about some of those.
6: <laughs> Standing up for myself is not non Christian. I know. Defending myself is not non Christian.
5: I, I agree. I, I am like I said, a, I
6: I am a person.
5: Yes, you are. And and I very much I am I I am feeling horrible right now that I did not listen to that pod that call prior to this podcast a matter of fact i expected this little bit right here to be like a four minute little thing and i had no clue that that was coming and so i i apologize to you for not checking that beforehand because that's this fine. is completely taken this show to the crapper sorry that's no I, it, it's not oh, your sh- fault and 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 but it, if anything this it kind of it, kinda, it It highlights the fact of what we're actually getting on a weekly basis in our inbox and so uh, for those of you who are normal listeners who like the banter and us sitting here being real people even in this past 10 minutes that we've done just sharing our life with you uh, this is going to be our podcast I mean we're going to get off topic we're going to talk about our life we're going to be Cliff and Stephanie in this podcast and I'm almost tired of apologizing for it and and
6: I guess the only thing else we could do is, is be like um, we could make up fake names and start a new podcast under diff- different names and, and be actors and pretend that we're something that we're not. We could. But we won't. Well, no,
5: we, we are who we are. We are who we are. So, anyway, I, I don't know that I feel better. I don't. <laughs> and uh, that kind of sucked. But uh,
6: Stay lost people
5: Stephanie's done So I'm gonna Go ahead and play Bonnie's spoiler for next week And uh, fan fiction And we may be back Wednesday night
14: This is lost.about.com's Lost Away Bonnie With a preview of the next Lost episode Episode 4 of Season 3 Is called Every Man for Himself And airs Wednesday the 25th On ABC ABC's synopsis reads, Sawyer discovers just how far his captors will go to thwart any plans of escape he and Kate might have, and Jack is called upon to scrub up in order to save the life of one of the others. Meanwhile, Desmond's behavior begins to perplex the survivors when he starts construction on an unknown device. So it looks like we'll get to see both Jack's group and the group on the main beach, and this is a Sawyer episode And the title, Every Man for Himself, suggests that Sawyer may try to escape without Kate, only looking out for himself. I expect we'll see in his flashbacks that he was only looking out for himself back then, but in the end he'll put Kate ahead of himself. I know, this is Sawyer we're talking about, so we'll see. In his flashbacks, we'll again see Cassidy, the girl who wanted to learn to con, but who was duped by Sawyer and his long con. We'll also see someone named Jason, and I think it's worth pointing out that we've heard the name Jason twice before. The first time was in Kate's bank robbery scene in the Season 1 episode, Whatever the Case May Be. Jason was one of the robbers who she shot, I believe, in the leg. The other Jason was the man who shot Anna Lucia, causing her to miscarry. Anna Lucia later shot and killed him. So will this Jason get shot? Is he the same Jason as either one of those Jasons? It's a different actor than the Anna Lucia Jason, and Kate's Jason was not credited, and he was wearing a hood. So we'll have to watch and see. Now moving on to Kate, she's asked, do you love him? But I don't know who's asking or who they're asking about. Kate and Sawyer will be put through a lot in this episode, though. Jack is called upon to scrub up in order to save the life of one of the others. The obvious person would be Colleen, whom Sun shot in the second season 3 episode, The Glass Ballerina, two episodes ago. I think Colleen might have died, though, and the actress, Paula Malcolmson, is not listed in the credits, but that may be because she doesn't have a speaking part. Maybe it's Ben. Maybe Sawyer whoops him and Jack is asked to save him. Or it could be somebody who we haven't even met yet. Meanwhile, Desmond's behavior begins to perplex the survivors when he starts construction on an unknown device. Is he building mountains out of mashed potatoes or what? Does he change his clothes or is he still wearing Hurley's tie-dyed shirt? Stay tuned. For more information and to see pictures of every man for himself, visit lost.about.com. This is Lost Away Bonnie Coble. A vignette titled to be...
2: Written by B.G. Sparrow, found on the fanfiction.net archive, edited for broadcast by The Man. The Red Sox had won the World Series. He still couldn't get over it. A television, here, on the island. The island. Jack never wanted to think, or say, or hear those words again. He wanted to be put out of his misery. He wanted to sleep, untroubled and undisturbed tears threatened his eyes at that thought. Trying to go to sleep, sitting there, he thought about his life before this place. He walked through his memory of the hospital. He passed the room in which Sarah lay recovering from her surgery. He passed by his dad, who stood outside another patient's room. Walked by Kate, holding the hand of a little girl. Wait! He recognized that girl. He opened his eyes with a start. The girl from his memory stayed in view. She stood in front of him as his head remained motionless against the strip of tile wall. Her name began with an an N, he thought. She had given her a heart transplant two years ago. Was she seven or eight? She never recovered. She never woke up. Standing there in front of him, she was pale, almost as white as the tile on the walls. She must be an angel now but she didn't glow or shine but she did smile jack hated himself for the gentle smile he mimicked back his smile wasn't for happiness he had none of that left the little girl stretched out her hands towards him he watched her right hand slowly reach out and rest on his aching knee he felt it he physically felt it there he closed his eyes and sure enough He felt the smooth tile against the side of his face and the little girl's hand on his leg. Jack also noticed that he felt more at peace and a feeling of tranquility that bordered on good humor. His mind remembered the little girl and he opened his eyes. How, he asked with his eyes. The girl looked down at her fingers and made with her two thumbs and four fingers the shape of a curvy heart. Jack felt a sting for not saving her. But he soon realized that that was not what she meant at all. She came to touch his heart. She had given him life. Life to sleep. In that magic place that even doctors visit between awake and asleep, Jack pondered, maybe not everyone really died when their hearts ceased to beat. What remained of this little girl had come to save him. If everything else on this island was real, why couldn't angels be real? There's that word island again. He cursed that word and went to sleep. Meanwhile, in an adjacent room, a black and white television monitor displayed a single man sitting hunched over in a corner, as it had all night.
5: Thank you, Troy. Um, I was supposed to end this podcast right here, but through all this stuff, I have uh, left out probably some of that content that some people like, so... Uh, I asked somebody to get me a screen capture of the stick close-up. And, well, uh, it is different than, uh, than the original pre-implosion stick. And I had caught that, and, and somebody did a screen capture. And, well, anyway, it has some cool stuff on it. Uh, if you look in your iTunes album art, it has uh, some wording there. It says, lift up your eyes, John. I'm sorry, it says, lift up your eyes and look north. And uh, there are some various scriptures inscribed into it, which are different than the ones that we saw Echo had scribed into the stick in the past. And so, um, anyway, here are the things that I can find in the stick that you might be interested in. It's uh, got the numbers 4, 8, 15, 16, and uh it probably has the more on there, but you can't see anymore. But, uh, those are the visible ones anyway. Uh, as I said, it, it does have scribed on there, lift your eyes and look north. Uh, acts four 12 is one of the scriptures. It says, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And, um, Basically, I think this scripture is an indication that the island is trying to tell John uh, that, you know, that, that you must save Mr. Echo. Um, so, there you go. Uh, Genesis thirteen fourteen says, The Lord said to Abram, uh, After that, Lot was separated uh, from him. Lift up now thine eyes, and look up from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward unfortunately I did not uh, I pulled this off uh, somebody else that had quoted this obviously from the King James Version but anyway the idea is that uh, basically the lift up thine eyes and look uh, northward is uh, where this whole lift up your eyes and look north is coming from so that's where they got that and it's got Genesis thirteen fourteen referenced then you have Romans six twelve. let not sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey, obey the lust thereof. I love uh, Shakespearean scripture. It's wonderful. Uh, anyway, um, you have let not sin, sin reign in your normal body. Uh, this is the whole, you know, it's time to clean up your mess. You have to take care of this. Uh, your disbelief in, in in where I was leading you kind of thing uh, it, it's time for you to 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 uh, get to redeem yourself from that um, or to be redeemed from that get, to get past it if you will. Uh, and then John three five it says Jesus answered verily verily I say unto you, except that you be born of water and of the Spirit you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And he basically John you need to be reborn and that's the hunter inside. And so uh, he had kind of given up on his destiny as the hunter. And and he's saying listen you need to do that. That's kind of my little spiritual stick analysis. And um, yeah, I, I will tell you that I'm pretty upset right now that that my wife is is, is very hurt. And, uh, I am pretty upset that I did not, um, preview that call. And so anyway, I I don't, I don't know if we'll be back Wednesday. Um, we'll see.
2: You have been listening to the weekly lost edition of the generally speaking podcast network you can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening.